I'm Anwar. And I'm Fairlith. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Discast. Good afternoon, Anwar. Hello, hello, Fairlith. Oh my goodness, how are you today? I'm well. I'm doing good. Uh, it's hot. It's hot. It's hot. But other than that, I'm doing good. I'm glad. How about you? I, I'm all right. I have to say, I, I believe that climate change is real. And oh, oh. I don't think, I, I just believe it's real. I just wanted to throw that out there. That's my opinion. I believe it's real. Um, I believe that Junes, when I was a child, were not this hot. And um, I'm concerned, no. I have to say. I'm concerned about it. Yes. Um. Yep. I uh, highly recommend putting ice cubes everywhere in your house. Yep. 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 <laughs> That's all I have to say about it. I'm good, yeah. except I'm concerned about the billionaires that own the corporations that are making the emissions that are ruining the planet because they're real-life supervillains, and that's crazy. Elon yep. Musk is a supervillain. If you simp for Elon Musk, I do not simp for you. I'm not into it. You can go no. to space and stay there. I don't care. I used to. I used to when I thought it was when I thought he was kind of cool. But then progressively, he just got more weird and more bonkers, and then eventually just kind of settled into just... But not even, like, a good supervillain. He's just, like... Yeah. He's, like, low-level supervillain, where he's, like, he has... He just does shitty things, but he does a lot of, like, really bonkers shitty things. Like, he's... he's yeah. He just, like, just making decisions that like a 12 year old would make if they had a, they had billions of dollars it feels like totally i mean you know where he got his riches right like the on the oh yeah he got his riches and i i might be slightly misrepresenting it cuz i don't know all the details cuz elon musk is a jerk he's a jerk misremembering yes um he uh his parents owned an emerald mine in south africa uh during apartheid times so take from that what you will oh wow okay well <laughs> yeah. i mean i knew he i knew he received money from his parents i knew i knew that i knew his dad his parents blood money rich. blood emerald money oh god oh yeah, I, don't, I don't like oh, it i don't like it yeah it's, i'm never gonna get a tesla even if somehow i get magically rich because i don't want to look like that kind of guy but also i mean it, jeff, at least jeff bezos shaves his head so we know that he's like into being lex Luthor. <laughs> like these yeah. people i cannot anyway anyway i anyway. climate change is real climate change that's is real. my opinion do what you can <laughs> do what you and can I to fight it how does that affect Disney news? Well, here's the first thing. Okay. Um, since we're talking about people who have billions of dollars, uh -huh. um, I have not seen direct evidence of this, but I haven't dug very deep. Um, Disney has been uh, giving cease and desist to people selling Loki merchandise oh, on yeah, Etsy. This. I'm this not into it. Like, I am a fan of Disney's art. I'm not a fan of Disney's business practices, and I think that really sucks. You can't copyright something you didn't invent that you happen to be making money off of because it was in the public domain because it's mythology i think that's messed up yeah i mean like but like this has happened before i yeah, I, I saw a thing where they did stuff like this before apparently they at one point tried to copyright the phrase hakuna matata which is <laughs> which is swahili and so like people were like uh you can't copyright a fucking language so mm -hmm. that was dropped apparently they tried to copyright the Day of the Dead, the fucking Dia de los Muertos, the celebration, you know, 
And apparently, and that's again, the people, whitest thing I've ever heard. But it's funny, <laughs> and, and, and and then like people were like, "This is a cultural celebration. You can't copyright this. You copyright Christmas, you fucking idiot!" Like, oh, so this God. isn't the first time they've done something like this, right? Yeah. And so part that's of me is, and so part of me is like, look, I get, I get, I get that you want to copyright the character of Loki that you have on the show, okay? I get it. That's the character that you guys own by proxy of owning Marvel, blah, blah, blah. However, you can't then go around to all of the other places and all of the other people who, whether they still practice Norse mythology, whether they're trying to create art that reflects the Norse mythological version of Loki, who is entirely different, for the most part, to the Marvel Loki, right? Mm -hmm. You you can't just go around and be like, oh, like... Like it it it's it's bonkers to me that they would even think that that would be a smart idea. Yeah. Like, oh, that's like, wild. Like, <laughs> fundament, fu- like fundamentally, I agree. It's a shitty thing for them to do, and I think they're dumb for doing it. Do I think it's gonna go very far? No. Like I like. No, I don't think so either. Like I don't think like if they were to take this kind of thing into court, I don't feel like they would win because it's like you can't copyright. Like what? Do you, what like yeah, what? but the idea when when corporations take people to court is that the people can't afford to fight it. Right. Uh, like, yeah. yes, of course, they would they would not win. But the thing is, Disney can keep people in court indefinitely. And like, what is some little Etsy seller going to do? Like, go, go <laughs> try and fight that lawsuit. Like, honestly, yeah, it's so yeah. dumb because fan work it is dumb is it's advertising. And, and to tell people not to sell fan made creations that advertise for your brand and also make you look like a nice brand that lets people like. Or express themselves it, it's just silly it's silly it's bad business but i don't i don't know i i just think it's such a stupid thing to do i agree and yeah and yeah like i'm in the same boat like i i very much appreciate disney on an artistic level there are certain like and as as well as uh as well as a um uh from like a technological standpoint as well in terms of like what they've done with how animation has progressed how they've changed animation um, you know, I mean, the Imagineers just in and of themselves are just, you know, they're a whole, they're on a whole other fucking level. And it's, a, yeah. and, and I love, and I love that they keep getting money to create and create yeah. and, and innovate. And that's Me amazing. Too. But then you have like the corporate bigwigs that, you know, are sitting in their, you know, sitting in their towers, fucking, you know, probably, you know, stroking themselves off with hundred dollar bills. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's that, it's that level that I feel more than comfortable as a Disney fan to be like, y'all are stupid. Like, y'all are just dicks. Like, I have no problem calling them out because as a fan of this particular medium, this company, this, you know, this thing that has, that has uh, changed the face of entertainment over the past hundred years. um, God. Yeah. Yeah, like, well, like, Walt's legacy is, like, 100 years old now, really, if you think about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, like, it's getting there. But, like... Isn't that yeah, crazy? Like, that, is, that is crazy. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, I have no problem calling these people out. Because, no, me neither. Because they're, 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 they're dicks. They can be. And, quite frankly, it's going to be nice uh, when the day comes when things like this aren't ruled by 
old white men. I agree with you. That's just that's just me. That's just what Wouldn't I think. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> so, with all that said, uh, big corporations are bad. Let art be art. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Disney... Uh, more uh i have a little quick little thing here apparently Mm -hmm. uh so at disney's contemporary resort which i believe is in uh florida yes it is they've done a bunch of reimagining of some of the guest rooms Mm. themed after the incredibles (gasps) how fun tell us more and and these and like the aesthetic of these place of this room of these rooms is spectacular, like so good. Paint I us a love... picture in our minds, Anwar. Well, like the like, so the beds are basically just it's like the mattress, and then it's just like a simple. They're sitting on a platform that has like the little legs that stick out at an angle, but it 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 looks like the art of The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Like it looks. Like it looks like it fits in that like cool, uh, solid, uh, solid color palette. Uh, some of the like one of the pillows has like a silhouette of Edna on it. Another one has a silhouette of Frozone on it. Like you remember in like the end credits of the Incredibles movie? Yeah. Like that stylistic, uh, that that stylistic art. Yes. Yeah, all that's all over the place. Like awesome. it's beautiful. Like in awesome. the closet, in the closet, you open the closet, and it has like art of the costumes just hanging against the wall cool like like at the back of the wall in one of the bathrooms they have like a big uh, big picture of like all the various abilities that jack jack has like cool like uh like um combustion laser eyes uh becoming liquid flow uh, flying uh teleport uh teleportation through portals uh multiplication the when he transforms into a monster, electricity, when he becomes steel, uh, when he becomes like a spinning firework, growth, shape shifting, like it's all here in this one in this picture, which is really cool. And then you close then you close the curtains and then it has the silhouettes of the of the Incredibles like on there. So like it's just it's great. The aesthetic is 100 percent everything I love and it's beautiful. and It's great. I can't wait to take a look at pictures of that. Like that sounds awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. So cool. Um, Okay, my last piece of news. um, There's not a lot going on right now other than people getting back into the swing of things with Disney parks. And, like, honestly, most of my news is always about Disney parks because that's what I care about. I don't look up news about other things. You should know that. I only (laughs) look up news about Disney parks um, or if things happen to come across my eyeballs. So, um, Josh DeMero, chairman of Disney Parks, um, yes. Experiences and Products, he is, he's the one in, on Instagram that seems the coolest and hippest and youngest, but he just, uh, youngest, youngest, mm-hmm. um, he just has a cool hip young haircut. He's, he's older. <laughs> um, um, uh, he says the replacement plan for the animal annual pre- pass program is coming relatively soon, relatively soon in air quotes, because that's exactly what he said, and that the new program will, quote, reflect the behavior of our super fans. Um, so that's very vague. I mean, if you didn't already know, the annual pass holders program has been completely done away with due to COVID-19, but it is my opinion based on what I know about Disney parks and how... Um, full Disneyland at least and how full of annual pass holders it was becoming like I believe they were looking for an excuse to get rid of the AP program anyway that's not the news that's just the context of the news 
On the D23 Inside Disney podcast recently, Ken Potrock, um, Disneyland president, said Disneyland will be clearly launching something. He said clearly. I don't know why. Clearly be launching something by the end of the year, the year being 2021, and uh, that the new plan will be informed by guest experiences, and it will be uh, for super fans. It's a super fan program. But we don't know what exactly that looks like right now. I have some guesses. Hmm. But I don't know. I think I think there's going to be a lot of blackout dates. I think you'll get like the equivalent of an annual pass. You can use it like 15 days a month or something like that. With And you can only use it during these specific days. Or some people on Reddit are saying they think it's like a punch card system where you have to buy such and such amount of tickets and then your 15th visit is free or whatever. Like I, we have no idea about the numbers. I'm just – the numbers are random. They don't mean anything. But I, I don't know. Like the, my guess is that it's – you can go for this many days a month, like 10 days a month. And the rest of your tickets are discounted or something. What do you think? What would your guess be? Huh. Well, if they're not doing the same, if they're not doing like what they did with the usual annual pass program, which is basically yeah, it's dead. Just, which is basically just you know free entry there the entire year. Um, I don't know. That's tough because if they're trying to do something different, but then also not anger people. It would have to be on something of like a point system or maybe or maybe even just like extreme discounts, extreme discounts. Like, I don't know. I would take extreme discounts as a super fan. Like, I know that I would like to make at least like if I have a slightly higher income bracket, which I'm working on, I would ideally like to go four times a year. So discounts would be very helpful to me. Yeah. But like and if I had the money. Yes. Like, um, but I don't know, maybe it would be like half off admission tickets and like, I don't know. That's not bad. 25% off in park, uh, purchases, whether it's food or otherwise. Yeah. Like it, you, it would have to be something that would have to make it worth it. Right. Because like the, annual but I mean, pass- will people consider that worth it? Like, I think people who had annual passes, if they have to pay when they go every single time, I think they're going to be really mad. Yeah, and I feel like no matter what they do, they're going to be pissing people off. Like, correct. Th- this this is going to be a situation in which you can't, you will not be able to make everyone happy. Oh yeah, absolutely, right? I like, agree it, with you. It, it can't happen. And like the thing about the annual pass was that like you paid just like the big lump sum, however much it was. I can't remember how much it was. What was it like a grand or something? It was a little over a grand by the time it it got. Oh, it was over, but um, yeah, it was it was affordable for what you were getting for sure. Yeah, like if if, if even if you went like ten, eleven times, you paid it off effectively, right? And so, yeah. but but of course, the annual pass, the annual pass, from what I remember, gave you certain, like, didn't it? It, it gave you discounts, didn't it? Like minor um, yeah. discounts. Yeah, uh, for minors and adults, and and people who don't dig into the earth. Um, I, <laughs> no, I'm I mean, so tired. I know okay. what you mean. Um, yes, it did. I couldn't tell you exactly what those discounts were. I never like. I was only peripherally aware of the annual pass because I never expected that I would get one. And it's so silly because if I had gotten one, I could have spent my entire twenties just driving down to L.A. and working in a freaking hotel room and oh my god all i did instead was buy burgers what a waste of my time i (laughs) i'd like to speak to the manager of time travel and i need a do-over hardcore of how i used to spend my time oh boy uh yeah i don't know i mean this is like this just completely redoing the system is just going to be very tricky because i mean (sighs) 
they have to do something. They have to do something to make it worth it. Ultimately, yeah. it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do. I will. I will be very interested. I'm. I'm sure it's just like you can go for ten days a month. Like, what are they gonna? All these vloggers that go to Disneyland every single yeah. week. Like they one, they make a living doing that, and two, uh-huh. like Disney gives them free trips to stuff. So obviously, their influence, <laughs> their influence, because they're influencers, is making a yeah. difference. So I think they want to leave it open to people to be able to have a Disney lifestyle and influence people too. So like, who yeah. knows? I'm very. I'm very interested to see what they've come up with. Maybe it'll be terrible. Some Sometimes corporations make really terrible decisions. Yeah. I guess the nice thing is that when they do make those terrible decisions and when people are super vocal about it, sometimes they're like, oh, maybe we did fuck up. Yeah. So, I, don't I know. mean, I see. imagine so. Like, they've gotten a lot of a lot of heat lately about bad decisions and, and stuff. Mm. Um, they've gotten a lot of their attractions recently have not gotten stellar reviews from fans. I think fans' expectations are too high, and you can quote me on that too. But um, yeah, like I think what? Uh, web slingers. Uh, well, aside from web slingers, <laughs> like, we well we talked about web slingers already. I mean, like yeah. I personally think people are way too mad about. Are way I just too think mad <laughs> the ride through videos are so funny though. <laughs> just like and that's that's yeah. the sound of my hands moving. And it's just a person with a GoPro on his head and his hands are going into the frame like a crazy Gumby. It's the funniest thing. But no, I'm thinking like people didn't like Smuggler's Run. People don't, people have problems with Batu in general, which I don't agree with, but I'll, I'll get into it. Um, people uh, don't like the Little Mermaid ride. A lot of the California adventure choices, people really don't like that Little Mermaid ride. That's very specific. Like it. It's just a storybook ride. Yes, I know. But here's the thing. It has the same, um, the absolute same ride system as the Haunted Mansion. They're just not doom buggies. They're shells, right? Okay. And so anytime someone has to get off that ride or on that ride that ha- is differently abled in any way, it stops. The thing about the Haunted Mansion is it's incredibly detailed. You stop on that ride, you have no problem. Once I got stopped in the ballroom and I couldn't have been happier and I was there for like 15 minutes, who cares? You stop on the Little Mermaid, you get bored as hell. Okay, but I feel like to me that's just a, to me that's just a minor inconvenience. Well, I agree, but like that, you know, that's what people are saying. They're like, I, I'm just, I'm not, I've never ridden it. I'm just saying yeah. what other people are saying. Like a lot of Little Mermaid is hallways with projected bubbles. You get stuck in there for 15 minutes. You're like, well, okay. But if you get stuck on a ride like Haunted Mansion, you can't get stuck in Pirates as easily. But sometimes there's no. a bit of a backlog. You're never gonna get bored. So I. Okay. I respect that criticism, but also, I mean, they're right. It's not a detailed ride. It's very, it's less detailed even than Peter Pan's Flight or any of those Fantasyland dark rides, in my opinion, again. It's just very much like, you know, it's it's a, it's a what you'd expect from a theme park ride. It's what you'd expect from Disneyland if you've never looked into what Disneyland is. You'd be like, oh, okay, it's a basic ride based on The Little Mermaid. What's the deal? Why would I pay $100 to go here? You know what I mean? I guess, but I feel like that argument can be used for all the other storybook rides. I mean, I agree with you. I'm I just mean, like, saying like, what people are saying. Uh, I don't know. I mean, because like, I've gotten I've gotten stuck on that ride before, and I didn't mind it. I mean, like I the music was going. I was kind mm-hmm. of just like looking around. I was like, oh, this is cute. And I was like looking at the animatronic. I was like, oh, okay. But I also I ultimately just kind of settled in the fact. I was like, oh, okay, well, we're in a brief pause. We'll get moving again in a moment it's fine and oh then, totally i don't then, mind getting stuck on a ride i get to snuggle whoever i'm with or <laughs> not depending on how warm it is but like i don't care but i i, I do see i do see the argument that like the care and attention and detail in the original disneyland rides has been abandoned maybe maybe 
But I, I mean, there's know. also cool Easter eggs in um, Little Mermaid. Here's a fun Easter egg. Here's some Disney news for you. Um, I, I learned this from watching Provost Park Pass on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I should give them the shout out. But um, have you ever watched the movie The Incredible Mr. Limpet? No. <laughs> okay. It's a it's a Disney <laughs> movie from back in the 50s. It's got, um, oh, not Paul Lynn. Don Knotts is okay. the guy. He's Mr. Limpet. Um, and he's a man who wants to be a fish so badly that he turns into one. But the problem is he's married. So he ends, he ends up just like having an underwater adventure as a limpet. Um, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, he's hiding in the end of the sea scene. He's too shy to join in, but he's hiding, watching them all dance. It's super cute. That's very cute. Yeah. So there's not no details. It's just like, I, I agree. It's not comparable to Haunted Mansion. And I think. Well, no. It would be nice if they made more e-ticket rides that were super detailed because that is my one criticism of Rise of the Resist- Resistance because I obviously spoiled it for myself is you you have to look where they're aiming you because there's not a lot of detail. It is an Imperial ship or rather a First Order ship, so I get that. But um, it would be nice if there was a Star Wars e-ticket that was more, I don't know, something like the old E.T. ride at Universal Studios, but like based on Endor and there's like Ewoks and stuff and you went through and it was like the forest and super detailed. I'd love that. But like, how are you going to extra detail a super sterile first order ship? I think it's as detailed as it's going to get. But I do understand people's criticisms. Yeah, Um, okay. I'm trying to think of what else has been new lately in my, we're having a heat wave, so my brain is pudding, but um, I'll give it some thought and try and report back next week. Yeah. I think in general, I think, I think in general people, it's not that people shouldn't have high expectations. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, when you're, especially when you're going to these parks, it is good to have those kinds of expectations because you want to go in and you want to be wowed. You want to be, you know, astounded by, by everything. Right. Yeah. Especially plenty, plenty to astound you. And especially considering, you know, how much money they have. You know, it's not it's not too difficult to think that they would want to put a bunch of money into certain things. Mm-hmm. That being said, I guess I should you should also just kind of also just be happy that you're there. Yeah. And and be like, <laughs> OK, so maybe so maybe this ride isn't, you know, a two, uh, you know, a two million dollar. That, that seems way too low. Maybe this ride isn't, you know, a $10 million ride. Maybe this ride is more a $5 million ride, you know, in terms of cost. You know, but just sometimes sometimes rides are built in order to in order to have something for people to to go to in order for traffic to flow easier. Yeah. Does that make no, sense? No, I mean agree. I agree. Those high capacity rides like that um are fantastic. Yeah, because then you know you they they free up space in the overall in the overall park so people can go around and do other things, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm just like, but I'm just of the mind that's like, when I'm there, I'm just like I'm just happy. I'm just happy to be there. I look forward to everything and everything. I'm I'm happy with pretty much everything. I have ver- I, maybe I do. I just have low expectations. Or maybe I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. think you have low expectations. I think you have realistic expectations. Maybe. Um, maybe there's that's nothing it. about Disneyland that is not special. There's nothing that isn't. And I, I understand wanting a huge, but like none of us own it. We just, we're at the mercy of what they make. So it's like, go on the things that you enjoy. You can only go on eight rides in a single day, like on a typical day anyway, unless you're like a, you know, a really good planner. Um, all right. Uh, that's a lot of talking about. 
uh, rides and, and, and their potential stuff. and other <laughs> stuff. And um, I think. Oh, it's ooh? sorry. It's it's apparently also uh, S- Stitch Day. Is it Stitch Day? Apparently, what is Stitch Day. Well, because it's June twenty sixth, and his what number is. He- and his number oh, is 626. 66. That's very yeah. funny. How it's do we a, celebrate Stitch Day? I don't know. Let's watch Lilo and Stitch. I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess uh, we should have known. We should have thought about it. I know. It. I know. Like, we should have done that ahead of time. Then we would have made today about Lilo and Stitch. But that's fine. We'll get to Lilo and Stitch eventually. That, that movie's a gem. Um, it's so good. There's it's like, there's nothing to say about it except good job, everybody. Pretty much, yeah. Uh <laughs> So instead, we're going to talk about Alice in Wonderland, the live action version. Yes. The Tim Burton directed film. Yes. So. First comment. Wow, this movie's white. (laughs) (laughs) Holy moly. It's like the least diverse movie of the 2010s, Tim Burton Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. It's super Caucasian. Yeah. Yeah. That opening that, scene with them all staring at her, I'm like, she doesn't know. I know, I know it's a period piece, but it's the 2010s, and she doesn't know a single black person. All right. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, I, I think it, it's also a shame just because, like, you, like, I don't want to say that it's an excuse, but it's also, like, a, pro- a product of the time as well in terms of the fact that it is a period piece. Yeah. Right? Well, then they have an excuse, right? But it's like... Yeah. <sighs> People of color existed. I Tim Burton had came under fire a bit for like uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children not featuring enough people of color, except like Samuel L. Jackson, which he yeah. doesn't count because he's so 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 fa- famous. Yeah. Um. And I mean, it's not that that represent- representation doesn't count, but it's like when you reach a certain level of stardom, it's like it it doesn't matter anymore to people who are casting all white people. Yeah. Um. So that that's shame on them. I'm not saying Samuel L. Jackson isn't amazing. But, um, yeah, so Tim Burton was just like, yeah, I'm not really interested in casting more diversely, which kind of sucked, kind of really sucked. But it's yeah. very apparent in this film. Yeah. So that's definitely, like, that's a good point and something definitely to bring up about it. Uh, all in all, though, for in general, like, what did yeah, you Yeah, I wanted to get itself? it out of the way in the beginning. Like, the movie itself, I thought, actually, I enjoyed it much more this time. Um, not that I didn't like it last time, but I was more delighted by parts of it this time. Yeah. Um, when I saw it. Yeah. I, all in all, I, I, I did really like it. I did really like this movie. I thought visually it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought everybody did a, a pretty damn good job. Like, yeah, I agree. Like, like I think I think everybody did a good job. Like Helena Bonham Carter was great. Johnny Depp was great. Uh, Anne Hathaway is perfection. As yeah, as she and is, again, as she I love is. that design <laughs> of the White Queen. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman was was, uh, was great. Christopher Lee. Mm-hmm. Christopher Lee has the Jabberwock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh my God, I forget his name, but he was the Knave of Hearts. Oh, geez, Crispin Glover. Was he the name of Yes. Hearts? Yes, it's Crispin Glover. Yeah, George McFly. Yes, he's also great. Uh, and he's there, and he where is he ever lately? So yay, Crispin uh-huh. Glover showed up. Uh, I thought the character designs of everyone. I I thought the character designs of everyone was actually quite fun. I really like how everyone was definitely fit the world. Does that yes. make sense? Yes. Like, every, like everybody fit the aesthetic. Like even with even with the the shift in design of the Hatter 
and like having him be having him look the way that he looked because it it, because so many of these characters are so like starkly different from what we remember of the animated version but i think the thing while while tim burton yes has his problematic things uh i think the thing that he does well is he's able to give you the world that he wants to that he wants visually Mm -hmm. and then he sticks to it yeah like like everything that happens in those in 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 the world visually all works together yeah i agree right so even though these characters are designed differently to what we remember from the animated film and i feel like this movie is more or less a sequel is like kind of a sequel because it's a sequel yeah or at the very least, it's a sequel to the story of Alice. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if it's specifically a sequel to, like, to they're not trying to replicate the the sets um, in the in the, in the animated movie, but like, I no. think it's a sequel to the book. Yes, yeah, and so like, while in our heads we have what we think of, like, when you think of the Hatter, you know, sometimes you think of the Disney version. When you think of Alice, you think of of the Disney version. When you think yeah. of the Cheshire Cat, you think of the Disney version. But what I think was done really well was kind of from the get-go you see that wonderland looks different and you see that it has this different aesthetic yes and it's a weird quirky kooky aesthetic which is very much tim burton uh but it still works like mm-hmm. it's not super dark and gloomy it's still it's still fairly colorful and it's still fairly bright but it's still very much his aesthetic and yeah. uh, and all the other characters really fit in that world nobody nobody seemed out of place I agree. I, I still have the same, like, slight problem I spoke about last week about, like, Johnny Depp wearing the opaque contact lenses. Like, any actor wearing opaque contact lenses, mm-hmm. I can't connect with them well. And mm-hmm. the same, like, grease paint on his face plus the contact lenses, I felt like I couldn't get, a, like, I couldn't see his whole performance. Not Johnny Depp's fault. Um, yeah. Other than that, I didn't have a problem with, like, really any of the designs in the movie at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's... Just all in all, I think it was a, a fairly well executed film, like visually. Apparently, yeah. apparently, it was on like a I think two million dollar budget. Two no. million? No, no, it must sorry. be no, more than that. It's got to be more. Sorry, I'm very wrong. Sorry, two hundred million. Okay, that's not, <laughs> like, that's, wow, that's right. that a labor of love right. for everybody involved, huh? I know, right? Yeah, everybody <laughs> did. Everybody t- did it pro bono. Uh, yeah. No, it was like about a two, two, 150 to $200 million uh, budget and made over a billion dollars. Wow. This That's movie, insane. This movie's box office hit a billion dollars. That's crazy. Which is no, and so it's no surprise when you find out that there is in fact a sequel, which is yeah. admittedly not nearly as good. <laughs> yeah. yeah the other so, thing i wanted to mention too is um like again like we were discussing last week they do uh take the red queen and queen of hearts and squish them into together into mm-hmm, one character mm-hmm. here as opposed to like the white queen and in the yeah. books they are three different characters but mm-hmm. it's fine everybody does it yeah um what did you think of the of the fact that the white queen and the red queen are sisters no, it's fine. Is that is that canon? I can't remember. No, I don't no. think so. Maybe now I'll have to double check. Um, yeah. So the 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 interesting thing that that they did with this, I think, is that they they expanded so much in these characters. Like for example, we have a last name for Alice, Alice Kingsley. 
Yeah. Right. We have the fact that her father was uh, worked in in trade routes and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Right. We we got the fact that you know we got a little more of that hint of whether or not what she saw was really real. You know, because like the the move the film opens up with with her father having this meeting with a bunch of his other, I guess, I assume business partners or trades people. I don't know. Good connections. Yeah. And then she comes in and, you know, she looks like she just went through something. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, talking about uh, the dream that she had again. And so it's very interesting. It's very cool to kind of see or to have that Mm kind of happen. And then, uh, yeah. So we get a little bit of background of Alice in that, which I actually really liked. I kind of liked that they, that they expanded on that a little bit. So this yeah. is, I remember when we remember when we were talking about um, uh, the live action Cinderella when they were like trying to like build a bunch uh, of like backstory for all these other characters and everything, yeah. right? And in that situation, it didn't necessarily work out because it was it less just, effective. Yeah, it was less effective. It felt more like fluff. But in this film. I think they did a successful job because with her, because the, her little prelude or, or I guess like opening, the opening scene with her father and like them connecting on, you know, being just a little bit kooky and thinking a little bit outside of the box really, really helps in her, in Alice's character throughout Mm -hmm. the rest of the movie. So that's something that, that works. That's, that's a character expansion that I think really works with this. I agree. Yeah. And then, like, you have a bunch of these other characters that we know and love, you know, suddenly they have names, question mark? Yeah. Like, Absalom the ca- Caterpillar. And... Absalom the Caterpillar. Um, McTwisp the White Rabbit. The, yeah. Like, the White Rabbit. I like McTwisp. I do like that one, too. Um, Milliumkin, which is the Dormouse. Yes. Um, one, one thing about giving everybody all this backstory and stuff... There, I mean, it's it's only tangentially related, I guess, but you reminded me of it, so here we go. Hmm. Um, the opening sequence of Alice in Wonderland live action is, uh, God, it's like ten minutes long at least until it, more than ten minutes till she jo- goes down the rabbit hole. And oh, oh, I was talking about like before the title card. Oh, okay. Yeah, like Sorry. when she's still when she's still a little girl. Oh yeah, when she's still a little girl. Yeah. Legit. Well, then I'm moving on with the oh, point okay. that connects. <laughs> Okay. I thought you were meaning like overall, like the whole oh, thing. No, no, no. Um, well, uh, she meets a lot of characters that remind her and are supposed to remind you of people you know from Alice in Wonderland. She meets the two, oh, yeah. the, the twin girls that yeah. are. Um, one like sec, my cat's my cat's taking my um, cord <laughs> of my headphones. If you're gonna be an asshole, you can leave. You already peed on my footrest today. Okay. I don't. I think they're mad about the heat. They've never acted out so much. Anyway, mm. um, so she meets the the twins that are supposed to remind her of Tweedledee and Dumb and Tweedledee. She meets mm-hmm. um, her uh, mother-in-law to be who's supposed to be like the Red Queen slash Queen mm-hmm. of Hearts mm-hmm. um, and so on and so forth. Like I don't need to go through all of it. I yep. thought it was a weird choice and I'm about to jump to the ending to talk about that too that the actors who play the Underlanders don't play you know, Peter Pan style, the the oh, yeah, the yeah, people yeah, yeah. that remind oh, okay. her of them. Okay. I'm not saying to change the design of any of the Underlanders or anything, but I would have loved it um, if, if Tweedledum like, and Helena... if Helena Bonham yeah. Carter had been her mother-in-law to be. If like, um, I, I can't remember who played. Matt Lucas. Matt Lucas. If Matt Lucas and Matt Lucas even had been twin bowler-hatted, uh, 
you know, Esquires, for example. I would have really liked that because my biggest qualm with this movie, and it goes back to when I first saw it in theaters in 2012, is that at the end, when she decides to go on the ship, that there is not a handsome sailor that is Johnny Depp waiting for her on that ship. (laughs) Okay. That has always been my biggest problem with this movie, and it's not, like, it obviously doesn't really matter, but, like, since there was all the connections of the humans at the beginning, yeah, it just it feels weird. Make, yeah, why not use the actual characters themselves yeah. to make those parallels more concrete? And then why is there no Mad Hatter parallel when he's so important to her? Like I was talking about like um, point. when Curiosity met Insanity last week about the, the webcomic and, and like yeah. the community that came up around that like pairing. But yeah. the thing is, they seem really flirty to me in this movie and she's an a- adult. She's almost they're 20. Fairly, they're, they're a little flirty. They're more flirty in the next one yes absolutely but it's just yeah. like i feel like it's it's weird like there's a bunch of really good ideas that don't connect here okay. like to me it's like it would solve everything if she saw a handsome sailor johnny depp at the end and if the actors from the movie were the people at her party because it, it's weird yeah. that different actors are playing the characters that are based on the characters in her life that's all like yeah. like like in the wizard of oz you know yeah, no, exactly like in The Wizard of Oz. Um, yeah, you make you make a good point. I think, I mean, for, to me, it didn't really bother me. Oh, it didn't bother me. I'm just suggesting that we get a time machine oh, and I make see. it better. <laughs> oh, okay. I see what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like yeah, I don't I, think I, it's I, a flaw. No, I, I, you're right. I do think it would, it's a small detail that would, like, elevate the movie a little bit. Yes, yeah. That's exactly it. That's I think it's point. fine the way it is, but it's also yeah. like, why wouldn't you just push it to be a little cooler? Yeah. And you you know what? And that's a good point. Maybe it's because like then people would be making the parallel that it's too much like Wizard of Oz. But then at the same time, Alice That's a is, common storytelling Alice, conceit. Yeah. And also Alice is, is very similar to the Wizard of Oz in that yes. sense. You know, like, Labyrinth, The Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland. They're all the same. Like it's it's a trope, but it works. Yeah. Well, um, I'm, yeah. you make a, you make a good point. That is a very mm. solid point. Oh, thanks. Um, well, it's the same with like if you go into Peter Pan, like Mister Darling is always Captain Hook, Captain unless Hook. Christopher Walken's playing him. But that's another story. I mean, oh my God, Christopher Walken is Hook. That's hilarious. did you see it? No, but did just that concept. It? That concept is so, just is just funny to me. Captain Captain Hook and Peter Pan Live a couple of years ago was Christopher Walken. They had Christian Borle, who is a Broadway star. I don't know if you know Christian Borle, but no. um, he was in the, in the original cast of Spamalot. He was previously married to Sutton Foster, but like there was drama. But I'm not going to get into it here. But um, anyway, so he was playing Mr. Darling, and he did it wonderfully. And then they put him as Smee for the rest of the movie, which makes no sense. Makes no sense. It makes for no sense for Mr. Dar- for the. It was Peter Pan Live. It was. It was. It's a movie now, but at the time it was a. It was um, a television oh. presentation. Sorry. Oh, I see movie. what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And it made oh, okay. no sense. But like Christopher Walken definitely forgot his lines several times over the course of the live broadcast, and oh, I boy. think he was high on marijuana just based on everything he was doing. <laughs> it was like literally, there's a couple of times where he's just tapping his hook against his head, like just Jesus Christ, <laughs> like it was a mess. But Christian Borrell's behind him like i'm killing this it was very very funny you should check it out all right i'll i'll take a look i mean like i think part of me part of me is gonna be like i don't know if i really want to watch this because i don't feel like don't watch the whole thing okay don't just youtube christopher walken plus captain hook for an entertaining (laughs) five minutes that'll be good um (laughs) 
they also gave names to the white the white queen and the red queen which yes. i thought was interesting uh i'm trying to i they're hard to say that's why they're hard yeah. to say um oh i don't remember it starts with an i whoops yeah so like i mean like i don't mind them like giving these characters names yeah no i don't mind of course they have like, names yeah because like yeah it's one of those things where it's like it's it's it isn't out of the realm of possibility for them to have formal names, right? Because you can't just go around calling her the Red Queen or the White Queen all the time, right? They yeah. have to have normal names. Exactly. And the point of that in the in Through the Looking Glass, the novel, was because it was a chess game. You can play it as a chess game. But, like, that's irrelevant here. So, yeah. 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 What did you think of the fact that they basically decided to uh, to give life to the Jabberwocky poem? Um, I I had no problem with it. If you're gonna cast anyone, cast Christopher Lee, right? Like, I love that poem. I I like it best when Sterling Holloway sings it uh, in the original. But yeah, no, I had no problem yeah. with it. It's yeah, great. no, I didn't have. I I mean, I mean more in that, like, because like up until this point, like these these creatures, the Bandersnatch and the Jabberwocky and the Jubjub Bird, never didn't exist. Yeah, but they I mean, work. I don't mind them. I as, They're not inventing new things. They're taking Carol's actual work or Dodgson's actual work, if you don't want to use his pen name. So it's like, great. Like, that's, I, I love, a, I love a fan work. This is just fan fiction. I dig it. It's a very well done fan fiction. Very expensive fan fiction. Very expensive fan fiction. Yeah, anyone who thinks that fan fiction (laughs) has no worth, it's like half of the shit that you read, half of the media you consume consume is fan fiction. You just deal with it. Fan fiction's great. I mean, Dante's Inferno is fan fiction. How much literature is fan fiction of the Bible? Fan fiction is fine. This is fan fiction. We like it very much. Yeah. And ultimately, I think it was just done in... uh, it was done in a good way. And mm. I think it was nice to have these these actors and these characters super, like, com- commit to even, like, some of the bonkers words that are in here. Just, like... Mm-hmm. like Frumious. Uh, but not even just that. Like, that when they're talking... When they when they pull out this, like, the, the oracle thing, which, you know, I... In general, I have a problem with the concept of oracles and the concept of destiny... You know, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of over the concept of people you know, people are destined to have great to for great things, you know, and so it almost kind of takes away their own decision to just be great. That kind of thing. In general, I have a problem with that with that whole trope. Um so yeah, so when they like open up the the compendium thing or whatever and they're like this is the this is the Brillig day when you have arrived and here is the Frabjus day when you, uh, you know, and so like to use these, to use those words like directly from, uh, you know, these poems just so casually kind of took me like it, like it took me, it took me aback a little bit only, only because I think these are just words that just, you would never really have, you would never really say in casual conversation. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. Like just, yeah. Like words like that, like, Maybe we should start putting them in casual conversation. <laughs> oh, Frabja's day. Kalu, Kalei. Yeah. I do it. It's just so funny. It's great. I love it. I love the Cheshire Cat. I love that the Cheshire Cat had so much, had, it feels like he had so much more of a role in this movie, weirdly enough. Yeah. Honestly, that's something I didn't super like. Really? You yeah. Think- oh, okay. Because, like, um, the, the Cheshire Cat has always seemed to me to be a really sinister presence. 
despite him being like seeming friendly like to me it's like this guy's a sociopath he does not care about her at all and like even if even though he's helpful it's not to be nice really and Uh you know he could um steer her the wrong way and feel fine about it i've always gotten that impression so i that's a character i like as mysterious because he's always really creeped me out but i understand that like that's just my opinion i'm not saying it's objectively correct yeah okay well that's fair I I I kind of I liked it. I liked that he was that they kind of gave him more to do. I feel like almost yeah. Maybe that's what maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what what I liked about it. I mean, like I don't get sick of the Cheshire Cat, so I see you. Like I see that. Yeah. Like I'd I'd love to hear from him more. Yeah, and I like that he was just there more and was like was connecting with all the other characters in such a casual way. Like, like when they're back at their, when they're back at the tea party, um, which isn't the actual mad tea party. It's more an allusion to the mad tea party. Like a little bit yeah. of this, a little bit, uh, I feel like. It's the second, a mad tea party. Yeah, I think I, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like this, the, a portion of like the latter half of the first and the former half of the second act of this movie was basically just them kind of redoing Alice's story it was like, she goes down the rabbit hole. She meets the characters. She, you know, uh, gets lost in the in the woods. She finds the Hatter and goes to the tea party. She goes to the red, she meets the Red Queen, right? So there are like there are little bullet points that happen in this movie that are like repeats of Alice's adventure, without actually making it a remake. Yeah. Right, and so it's like Force Awakens. Nah, Force Awakens <laughs> feels more like a remake to me. Oh, well, I mean, I, I, (laughs) it's all subjective. (laughs) Yes. However, I, I, I have opinions of The Force Awakens. I don't hate it. I don't hate it for what it did. Well, okay. Well, it makes sense for what it did. Rank the sequels then. Rank them for us. Then we can, we can. Oh, that's easy. Oh, that's easy. Uh, uh, third is, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Second is The Force Awakens, and then the first is The Last Jedi. Okay, yeah, no, that's that's my rankings too. Yeah, that's not a hard. It's not a hard ranking. <laughs> I just wanted to know what you thought. Okay, well, Rise of the Skywalker is a garbage movie. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so oh, I, I I like I liked that they that they basically did that, but in a way that still made you feel like it was still an original movie, right? So yeah, it, I'm talking about Alice now. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. I took you a second. I'm on board. Yeah, because like. And then, like at the very, very end, like when she when she has all those flashbacks, when she finally re- when it clicks in her head, like oh, I really am back in Wonderland. When Absalom like tells her, is like yeah, and you were stupid girl back then too. You thought this place was called Wonderland, you know. And she's like oh, that's right, and it all clicks. And then you see all the flashbacks of everything that happened before yeah. from her first from which was trip. super cool. But like, I, why I change the name? I why change the name from Wonderland? I don't understand. I know. I I I don't have a problem with it, but why bother? Yeah, I I I remember when that happened. I was like, oh, but why? I kind of liked it just being known as Wonderland. It was just kind of nice. But then at the same time, but then at the same time, part of me is kind of like, yeah. But then from like the mind of a six-year-old girl, yeah. You know, if you're looking at it from her point of view, she must be looking at things and just be in such awe and wonder. That she would, hearing the name Underland, she probably would think, oh, like Wonderland. And so she would probably, she probably 
did that because of how much in awe she was of the place in and of itself. Oh, totally. Like, I understand the character's motivation. I mean more uh-huh. the screenwriter's motivation. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah edgy little <laughs> fuck. <laughs> like, like, all right, I see what you're right. trying to do. You're trying to make this all, you know, yeah, extra right. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> anyway. So, that's fine. It's just like, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But all in all, like, like I, I was a fan. Like, I... I'm also a fan of the Jabberwocky poem. And so when I found out that they, that they had all these characters and everything, uh, like back, Oh, I got the names. Oh, good. Yeah. So the red queen's name is Erasabeth. Erasabeth. That's why I couldn't remember it. Yeah. Uh, white queen's name is Mirana. Mm. Uh, the name of hearts is named Elisavich Stain. And then of course you have the Tweedles. Uh, and then, yeah, those are those are the names of the of them. And then I think they I think the Hatter had a name. I think his name was like Terrence. Uh, yeah, Tarrant. Tarrant. Yeah. Yeah. So all in all in all, like I didn't I didn't again I didn't mind it. I thought it was all. No, very, I don't mind very it. Cool. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Of course they'd have names. I think it makes more sense that Alice would learn their names later. Like when she's a little girl, she's pretty overwhelmed and again i ship alice and the mad hatter so i'm glad they're exchanging names now i just think if there was a swashbuckler at the end of this movie on the boat that was johnny depp i would enjoy it 15 percent more <laughs> yeah well yeah so like little things probably could have just like elevated this film like you said like having that happen at the end having the same actors be in the quote-unquote the real world the in which she when she interacts with a, her surprise engagement party which is already like already Me. fucking bonkers i loved when she was like walking with when she's walking with like her expected future mother-in-law and then the mother-in-law was just like do you know what do you know what i'm afraid of most and then alice is like the fall of the aristocracy i fucking <laughs> i i that's laughed. very funny I was like, that is a very very funny joke that is a good joke yeah super and then of course she's it. like and then she's like ugly grandchildren and i was like oh it sounds like, <laughs> my, it sounds like my mother <laughs> oh no it's just like yeah uh it was just very funny like how how that whole interaction happened and everything yeah no i totally yeah. agree with you i love that sorry i'm just i'm literally looking at silent footage of johnny depp right now and i just hate his eyes so much it really didn't bug me all that much. Oh, it's just me. It always has. Like, okay, uh, so I was in Greece when I was in grade 11. Not the place, uh-huh. the musical. Uh-huh. And there was this girl in the prom scene, and she was lovely, and she had this beautiful dress, and she had opaque contact lenses to make her eyes blue. And I swear to God, every time I looked at her, I'm like, that's a robot. I just kept going on with my life. But I just, I don't like opaque color contact lenses. I want to connect with how your eyes are reacting to mm-hmm. your environment. But, like, Johnny Depp's performance I really did enjoy. Like, say what you will about Johnny Depp. Like, right now, I think basically he and Ever Heard are getting kind of canceled. But, like, Mm. I do enjoy his performances and um, don't know how I'm going to be supporting him financially in the future. But, like. We'll have to see. God. Yeah. The whole thing. Like, it sucks. It sucks to get accused of abuse. It sucks to be an abuser. And it, like, it. Who knows? Who knows all of that? So. Yeah. But I, I did enjoy his performance as the Mad Hatter and his accents a lot. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that he decided to introduce that, that he decided to make it so that like, because yeah, because like the, 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 con- the idea of a Hatter being mad is not necessarily that, uh, what's it called? 
Um, Uncommon? Yeah, because... I mean, yeah, like, it's a thing. Like, he's based on what really happened to Hatters of the time. Yeah, like, they would go... They would start to go crazy because of being exposed to a bunch of the chemical fumes that they would use. Mercury. Mercury. Mercury poisoning. Yeah, uh, when whenever they made hats. So him being bonkers really makes sense. And so I kind of liked that, like, his emotions were also linked to that because that then kind of made it a little extra like oh yeah like baseline hatters are just crazy they're insane already because of the mercury poisoning yeah but we're gonna make this character a little more interesting because he's in wonderland or in underland Mm -hmm. quote-unquote right so i like i liked that they that they did elevate it at uh in that sense and made him uh they gave him those kinds of like emotional levels to play around with as well. Rather than just being crazy kooky, they were like, no, but he can all, he also has emotions. You know, he's sad when he remembers when the Jabberwocky initially attacked the, the, the party, you know, he's angry at the red queen because of all the terrible things that she's done. So they gave him those levels. They gave him uh reason to just be the way that he was and act the way he did. And I liked it. I like that. They expanded that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. This this movie is just a good example of uh, well-done ways to expand character from what we already know and do it in a way that doesn't feel extra. Yeah. Does that I agree. make sense? Oh, it does. I mean, I don't have a problem with anything in this movie. My only thing is like, again, I like characters to remain kind of mysterious, but I'm just a person who generally doesn't really like sequels. So that's my personal thing. But I don't have a problem with really anything in this movie. I think it's it's lovely. I think, honestly, I would have liked more practical effects. But again, that's my subjective oh, yeah. opinion. Yeah, and I, that's just and I I understand why they aren't there. And all the costumes are stunning. Costumes are incredible. Yeah, the the costuming was was great. I loved the effect that they did whenever Alice did grow and shrink. How like yeah. how the clothes would like grow and stretch, and you would hear the rip sometimes. And then when it, when she would yeah. shrink down, how they would slowly start to loosen. I thought though, I thought those were some really really cool effects. Also, now we know what the cake and the potion are called. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, the I forgot potion. how little we knew. <laughs> or how it's not so much how little we knew, but it's more how how much they added so like the yeah. the potion is called pish pish salver <laughs> which is an interesting name and then the cake is called uh orpal or blah orpal kilchen orpal kilchen i think that's what it is i'm trying to kilchen. i'm trying to find the word again i saw it and then i lost it hmm. uh yeah uh Oh. Opal, Opal Kutchen. I'm trying to remember like how they pronounce it in the movie. It's like Opal, Opal Kutchen or something like that. Where the hell are they getting these words? Where are they getting <laughs> these names from? What is happening? Are these I, even from Lewis Carroll? I don't think they are. I don't remember those. Um, anyway. But I mean, maybe. He also had a lot of letters and stuff, but like. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I uh, all in all, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool to have like all this extra world building. Mm-hmm. You know, because and especially because this movie did, you know, this movie is about is roughly hour 45. Whereas, of course, the original Alice is only like an hour, what, 10, 5? Yeah, it's about an hour 5. Like, it's an hour 17, like a lot of those original ones were. Yeah. And a lot of that is credits. Yeah. And so, yeah, they filled up they filled up all that time with extra exposition and extra stuff, you know. 
Um, I do think it's kind of funny that they had just like that scene of just straight up exposition when they're talking to Absalom when they when they roll out the oraculum. Yeah. And and they're like, yeah, like and and he so here's us now, and then you know here's you when you slay the Jabberwocky on the Fab just day, and it's like there's just a whole bunch of exposition right there. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. yeah, that's just pure exposition dump. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. I thought it worked pretty well though as an exposition dump. Yeah, it was okay because then the rest of the movie was uh, just just worked and it fit and it was fine. It was good. All in all, yeah, like I really enjoyed. I genuinely enjoyed this movie. Um, Colin doesn't like it when at the end the the Hatter randomly dances. The yeah, no, no one likes that. We don't the, we don't talk about the Futterwhacking. We just close our eyes for thirty seconds. I do think it's very weird. It's not, it's, it's one of the, it feels like, you know, when DreamWorks movies end with all the characters breaking into a pop song. Does that happen with all of them? Pretty I much. I with Shrek. No, and Megamind, a bunch of them. Oh, it, yeah. It gives me the same secondhand embarrassment I feel when I watch that happen. <laughs> like, I don't like it. It has spawned a lot of TikToks, though. So if you see a Mad Hatter cosplayer TikToking, they're going to futterwhacking, and I appreciate that at least. But oh, okay. I just. that's cool. I was so busy hoping for swashbuckling Johnny Depp at the end of this movie when I saw it the first time. I'm like, this this futterwhacking is making it less likely that I'm getting to my goal of seduction. And I... <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. Hmm. Uh, apparently, the, the dancer who doubled for Depp during that scene was an illusionary dancer named David Elsewhere Bernal. Oh, cool. Oh, my yeah. God. I wish my name were Elsewhere. Oh my god, I'd be famous by now if my name were elsewhere for sure. Really cool. Oh. Yeah. And uh, Mia Wasikowska, I thought, did a great job. Uh, yeah, I thought she was I very she good. Was I really like her in everything I ever see her in. I think she's very, very good in things. Mm-hmm. I think I think this version of Alice, I, I, I enjoy this version of Alice. I mean, like, every version of Alice, I think, is actually pretty good. She, you know, just like, like, as a character, I think Alice does a good job of being relatable of being grounded of you know being a character that like just doesn't give a fuck yeah she's like got that. her own agenda and she doesn't have time for other people's nonsense and i yeah. like that very much about her yeah i also really enjoyed how the armor that she wears at the end of the movie when she's fighting the jabberwocky i don't know if you it's noticed hmm? but it was it it seemed non-gendered did you notice? Oh, that yeah. Did... No, I agree with you. Yeah, it yeah. seems it, oh, yeah, it's good armor. It didn't look like it had like it looked lightweight, movable, and it didn't have like the weird boobs for a woman. <laughs> the weird boobs. That never looks good. It just looks good to see a woman in armor with long flowing hair. Who needs who needs armor boobs? It looks weird and awkward. Yeah, are weird. Yeah. And so like I like that. I like that they made that they had the armor just as armor rather than like this is armor for a woman. Yeah, right? I did. So I did like that. And yeah, you're right. And yeah, you're right. Alice like running up the stairs with her sword and like kicking ass was awesome. It's so cool. <laughs> her so fo- good. like the last line that she says before she behaves the Jabberwocky was very was was quite well placed as well. Just like uh, like in midair, just holding the sword like off with your head and just goes. Whoosh. Yeah, so great. good. Such such a good line. And I again, just all the costumes. I mean, I don't know. Anwar, what's your score out of ten? Uh. I would I would give this movie like an eight. 
Yeah, I was thinking an eight as well. It's not my favorite movie in the world, but not like that's because of my own subjective biases. Like I think I think it's a good movie. I think it's good. I think it's a surprisingly good movie. It's beautiful visually. The music is great. Danny Elfman once again knocks it out of the park. Oh yeah. Um with uh, with his use of the boy sopranos to make things all fun and ethereal. I thought it was great. That's what he he used that specifically. That's very funny. I had no idea. That's super cool. Yep, yep, yep. And uh yeah, visually it's great. The acting is 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 all really really great. The writing is fun. Uh, the chemistry between all the characters was legitimately very good. Like mm-hmm. every like everybody did a good job. Yeah, I like I like this I like this movie. Like it's a fun movie. Do I think there is a bit too much CGI? Yes. Do I think it's weird to have the knaves limbs be super weird, long and spaghetti? Yes. Do I <laughs> like arms spaghetti? Were there moments where I saw Helena Bonham's Carter head, Helena Bonham Carter's head, and was like, "That is clearly a CGI head." Well, yes. I'm glad you didn't think it was her real head, because no, no, no. But I just mean like, there's, <laughs> like, like for example, there's a moment like, like at the at the very end when they're being carried away because they were banished, um, when the red when the red queen is basically like screaming like like he tried to kill me, he tried to kill me or whatever. Like you can see her head is moving in a weird way, and mm-hmm. so I'm like, oh, there it is. There's the CGI. So yeah, so like there were definitely yeah, you're right. I think I think this movie probably would have been elevated even further if it had used practical effects more. Yeah. I love it. I love sure. a practical effect. Like the caterpillar would have been more like scary. Like I know he's friendly, but like a, a puppet that was the same oh, design would have been yes. like, oh my god, that's a worm. Like yeah, you know what I that mean? Like been it's so cool. Yeah. Or even like, like, or even like in certain angles, like when maybe you don't have to have the the full Jabberwocky on screen. Like if it's just like a, a, an angle where it's just its head or something like have that be an animatronic or a puppet yeah like oh well, how cool yeah when i'm been. president in charge of movies i tell uh-huh. you there'll be a lot more puppetry in all of them i i'm all i'm 100 on board for more puppetry because awesome. i think okay i think practical effects will forever be superior to cgi well when i become president in charge of movies i'll hire you to be consultant in charge of movies and you can <laughs> back me up okay all right <laughs> Perfect. Yes. All right. Any final thoughts? Watch this movie. It's great. Yeah. Those we did are my it. Final th- those are my final thoughts. I want her clothes. Those are my final thoughts. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, like the majority of her wardrobe in this movie was just was pretty much all literal rags. Um, yeah, but I liked it. They were fashionable rags. <laughs> they were quite fashionable rags, actually. Yeah. Um, I did like her outfit, like when she's finally in normal size. Oh, also, apparently the the ingredients to make um the potion the name i already forgot pishalver uh the potion requires uh urine of a horsefly yeah urine of a yeah Ugh, Ro- was it a rocking horsefly or just a horsefly it she says you urine of the horsefly but i well think- that's a wasted opportunity <laughs> I mean, you see, you see the rocking horse fly in the beginning. Yeah, but I wish with she a dragonfly, which I thought fly. was great too. Yeah, with a dragonfly, and I thought that, I thought that was just a, a cute little extra little bit there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I liked it too. Yeah, all in all, yeah, everyone everyone did a good job of this movie, and it's very fun. It's it's all in all really really good. I like it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. Well, so, what's next week? Well, next week is through the looking glass. Is the sequel to this? Yes. So I we'll, I haven't seen no. it, but I've heard some things. I saw it once and then I was like, "Oh, this is a movie." Meh. This is a movie that <laughs> exists. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's see how it goes. Uh, see we'll you. see what happens. We'll talk to you all in a week. Yes, talk to you all next week. Hope you all are enjoying summer if it's summer where you are. Yeah, and keeping cool if it's like extra summer like where we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find us uh, on all the various socials, of course. We are uh, at cast underscore Diz on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook.com slash Discast. Find us, follow us. Talk to us. Talk to us, all that jazz. Yeah. All, all right. right, well, bye. 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 <laughs>